Your new radio home for K-State Athletics, 97.5 and 1240 KFH. It's that time, Sports Daily, getting all the inside information on Kansas State. Let's go now to the voice of the Wildcats, Wyatt Thompson. All right, and welcome back into Sports Daily. A lot to get through with Wyatt Thompson today. Wyatt, I guess, you know, first things first, how about those K-State women last night? You know, a couple of locals here for us. (laughs) Yeah, I thought you might uh, go there this morning. Uh, That was a heck of a win, wasn't it? I just got through visiting a little while ago with Randy Peterson, who is our women's basketball media relations director, and he had the color with Matt Walters on the play-by-play call last night. They landed about 1 o'clock, and I think – they touched ground, but I don't know if uh, they're still totally on the ground yet. Yeah. <laughs> that was a heck of a win. We love it. And they did a great job. Well, we've got Ziana. We, wow, it's yeah, awesome. Yeah, we, we, we've been watching Ziana for years and years here at Heights and then, you know, on to Louisville. We were so excited when she went back there, and now we get to see her up close and personal. But, you know, you, you get a win like that. How, how real are they as a Big 12 contender, do we think? Well, I think they're pretty solid that way. You know, you, you win in major college basketball with, with depth. I think they have that. You win with a good big man, or in this case, Aoka Lee, and she's one of the best, if not the best in the country. And I, I think you win with uh, a really good guard play, and I think they have that. Uh, and you, you you mentioned her. Uh, I tell you what, I thought she did a nice job last night. I, um I, I really like her game. I hadn't seen her a whole lot yet, frankly, with uh, football and men's basketball going, but uh, she's a nice player and a nice addition. And, again, I think depth will, will be the key for them. I, I think they can certainly be in this race, no doubt about it. Wyatt, let's jump into talking Sunflower Showdown tomorrow. Uh, I mean, it, it's the most intense week of the year it seems like uh, for both fan bases leading into the KUK State game tomorrow night as far as the the historical nature of this rivalry goes and the fact that in the last decade and a half Kansas State has dominated this matchup what are you expecting as far as expectations are concerned that might be on the shoulders of Kansas State to continue on with this streak? And then just expectations in general with the way that their season has gone. The fact that, you know, of course, all the latest controversy with the Big 12 tiebreaker rules. What's what's the mindset for the Wildcats going into this game? I'll be honest with you. I, I think they're confident, uh, relaxed, probably a little bit nervous. Uh, and I think all of those things are normal. I, hey, they know that uh, KU is a much better football team than, than the ones that they have faced over the last 14 games. There's no doubt about that. And I think that they have a great deal of respect for, for what they've done in the last three years under Coach Leipold. But I do think K-State is a confident team in, in going over there and, and what they've done in the past. It, it probably doesn't mean a whole lot necessarily when you get to game time. And, and yet, um, you know, this, this team still, I think, is, you know, when they lost to Texas, you know, everybody thought, well, you know, they can't get back to Arlington. And, and maybe that's still so. But but I, I think they're still locked in on they've got a good club. They can finish this thing uh, with a 10-win with a season if they do it right, uh, in, including a bowl game victory. And, man, how, how nice would that be? That doesn't happen everywhere, man. That would be a pretty good pretty good season. Be a great season. Well, it it, it would be, and and it looks like to me that it is. Um, it, it looks to favor. 
I think it looks to favor K State a little bit. Uh, in and don't am I off base when I and this doesn't this seems counterintuitive, but I, I think K State would like to track meet this a little bit. Don't you think it favors the Wildcats to get the pace going in this and and try to to, to bring the scoring up a little bit? Well, maybe so. Uh, I don't know that the game would play out necessarily that way, but you know, I I, I really feel like offensively, K State is is probably as good right now as they've been, and, and maybe more consistent than they've been all season long over the last you know four or five games. Uh, and that does include the loss at Texas, where they you know got it to overtime and lost a heartbreaking game. Um, their offensive line is is really. I think playing now better than they have all year long. You've got receivers that are giving them more now. Will has been in a pretty good groove. You've got you know not only Ben Sennett, but Will Swanson and Garrett Oakley have, have come along. And uh, I, I'm a big fan of DJ Giddens and Treshawn Ward together. I, DJ's had a really nice year. I mean, have you noticed that he's averaging six yards to carry and has 26 catches? I mean, they've, they've been really good offensively. Second in the league and scoring 12th nationally. Uh, Good on third down, terrific in the red zone. Lots, lots of things to like, and they can. Here's the thing I like: they they can pay play at uh, a different pace, and they're so multiple in what they do. People talk about KU being that, and they are um, definitely. They're hard, but I I love K State's offense right now. I love, let's see if they can go get it done. Wyatt, from a defensive point of view for the Wildcats, you know it seems like it's. Maybe going to be a game-time decision about whether or not we see Jason Bean or Cole Ballard at quarterback for the Jayhawks. At least there hasn't been, from what I can tell, any kind of announcement from Kansas about uh, who will be starting uh, under center tomorrow night. So if you are the defense for the Wildcats, does your game plan change depending on who is starting at quarterback for Kansas? Or do you have a plan regardless of who the quarterback is? And if so, what, what does that look like? Well, I don't think there's a lot of change in what K-State's going to do, uh, regardless of which player is in the game. Uh, in visiting with Coach Klanderman this week uh, a couple of different times, um, I think like the rest of us, he has been impressed with KU's offense. He knows that Dean has been around a long time and knows what he's doing. And yet, you know, I think you have to be to a certain degree impressed at how Cole Ballard handled last week, even in a hard loss. Um, he he was good in the moment. Uh, he wasn't like looking in any way like he didn't belong. I think he is a confident kid, a smart football guy. So, and and Coach Klanderman told me that their skill sets are a little bit different, but not enough to to just, you know to start changing things. You know, the, the kid can run. Bean can run a little bit. They both can throw it. So, I just think this is. <laughs> don't want to oversimplify, but I think you got two pretty darn good football teams here that like to run. Can they do some of the other things? And who's better in turnovers? And who's better defensively? And all those kind of things. And I, I love this because, you know, we, we've seen a lot of games over the years with, with KU and K-State, and it is, has been one-sided. But uh, I think we all expect a, a much, much uh, better football game this time. You know, it's interesting for this rivalry, Wyatt, as we know it's one that will continue in the Big 12, and it's, you know, going to be a lot of fun. Yesterday, I'm not sure how much you saw of this, but, you know, Jalen Daniels, who it's been really disappointing not to see him play for, you know, for KU, the Big 12 preseason player of the year, went out of his way to let everybody know he's coming back and he's coming back to Lawrence. And 
you know, that's good for the league to, to know something like that, a player of that caliber, that high profile. But it's also like if you're K-State, oh, oh, good. We get to deal with him next year. Uh, but, you know, it's it's what what did you make of that announcement? And, and, you know, where did as you sit back and observe things now as KU's actually getting back to being a really good team? How do you take in news like that with a star player? Well, you know what? I guess what I would honestly say is, is that I really am not that surprised that he's hanging around. After visiting with him at Big 12 Media Days in Dallas, I just thought that the kid was very confident, uh, really loved what was going on over there and, and the improvement that they made, loved the offense. Um, and, and, and just based on that, I never really was one that thought, that he, he was going to jump in the portal and go somewhere else. And, and again, it's easy to say that after yesterday's announcement, and I did see it. But I, I do think he's committed to, to them and their program and, and what he's doing there, frankly. Wyatt, uh, I, I referenced it a couple of minutes ago about the Big 12 tiebreaker rules controversy that happened uh, mm-hmm. earlier this week. And, and I don't know how much uh, – you know, you, you can share an opinion on that, but as far as the way that this all sort of came about with, you know, Kansas state having, you know, potentially a a fairly decent or solid path to playing in the big 12 title game to all of a sudden this quote unquote clarification from the big 12, where now maybe that's not the case. What do you think that that does that do anything to the Wildcats internally? I mean, I'm sure that Gene Taylor is, you know, pretty upset about all of this, but from your perspective, does this change anything for them? I don't think it changes anything right now. Uh, I, I might have a, a totally different opinion after tomorrow night's game, right? I mean, that, does that make sense? I mean, right. uh, I believe it makes all the sense in the world because, you know, I, <laughs> I, I'm one of those kind of guys. I'm a pretty positive person by nature. Um, and I, but in, in this particular case, um, I've heard so many different things said about the, the tie-breaking uh, situation. And, I mean, I'm just going to cut to it here and be honest and say, you know, they can say that they didn't really change anything, but they did. I mean, they just did. Uh, right. Did they make it better? Well, probably so. But sometimes when those kind of things happen, um, you know, somebody's going to see it like, State fans are seeing it right now that hey that could hurt us right I mean that's 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 a fair thinking uh, line of thinking I believe um, now again I think it goes back to <laughs> the wording of it was was a little bit too vague and I don't know how you guys have probably followed this a lot closer than I have you know with with what I've got going but you know it was my understanding that the writing as an example with the Pac-12 was almost virtually word for word the same as the Big 12. Um, and I, I think when, you know, this thing went to as many teams as we have now, uh, that should, the, the head-to-head thing should have been a little bit more uh, clear in, in the writing of it. Don't you? I mean, that, that's the way yeah. I look at it. Right or wrong. I, yeah, me too. Look, I, I think that they're, like long term, the right thing in this situation is what was, and I agree with you. Of course, they changed it because they literally changed yeah. the writing. What but the they change that do. they went to? Big picture, if Oklahoma State and Oklahoma and Kansas State are tied, and Oklahoma State beat each of them head to head, Oklahoma State needs to be the team that moves on. 
However, that's well, not the way it was written. Yeah. And, and but you it, the the problem is you can't change the rules in the middle of the season. Like you have to Correct. you have to see this and say, "Oh man, we got we got caught a little bit with our pants pulled down on that deal. We got to get that changed in the offseason because that's not the right way to do this." Not to say not not to clearly have been caught off guard by it, to have missed it, it to play out. I mean, that's that's the problem. And and as far as we, we sat back and said, look, guys, because we, we read it before before this all came out. We read it we're like, I don't understand it. We were sitting here on the air right. trying to read tiebreakers and we're like, I don't understand what that means. Let's let other people look at it. And then as people deciphered it and it became clear that it was almost like a loophole that was going to get K-State in. It was like, OK, well, that's a bit of good fortune. It's not the right sure. thing, but you can't change it in the middle of the season. Yeah, I, I agree with all of that. I, I think you said so many quality things there. And, and one would, would certainly be that, you know, I, I think even K-Staters and Oklahoma fans, well, I better not say that. I, I don't know that for, for certainty. But, 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 but I do think that with OSU beating both, you know, and head-to-head matters, that that's the right thing. Uh, this is more about changing midstream and kind of right. the way uh, the league tried to pass it off as well. We really didn't change anything. It was a clarification. No, that's not right. It's, that's well, yeah, not we can actually. see that you changed it. Yeah. We actually can see yeah, that what it was before yeah. and what it was after are two different things. That's I, I don't know what the literal definition of a change is, but it's pretty close to that. I mean, that's <laughs> what they did. Right. Yeah. And, and it's it's a really difficult situation because, and I, I don't know if you guys would, would see it this way, but I, I think maybe if the league office had been, you know, a little more upfront and saying, hey, we, we we needed to add this or, or and maybe it wouldn't make it any better. I don't know, but it, it's, it's been a little bit of a, probably more than a little bit, but, but just the look wasn't good. From my perspective. Let's go back. Yeah, let, let, let's go back to the game uh, tomorrow itself, Wyatt, real quick. And, and more from, I guess, a, a, a personal perspective or, you know, even, I guess, an emotional perspective. You've been around for a long time covering Kansas State. What does the Sunflower Showdown mean to you? And, and knowing that, um, you know, it's uh, like we've talked about probably the most intense rivalry uh, currently that, you know, these two teams play against each other in football. Um, what, what does it mean to you? And, and whenever you are calling a Sunflower Showdown, does it uh, does is the call heightened? Is it more intense for you because of the rivalry or how does that work? That's a great question, actually. And I think the short answer is you, you do get really fired up for this one. Um, I, I've said this a lot of times over the years that I, I think our players very shortly after they get here, uh, if they're, you know, not a Kansas native, they figured out pretty fast how important this, this football game is to, um, to K-State fans everywhere. <laughs> I've been out on the Catbacker tour many, many times and, Excuse me. That's that's the, one of the first things they ask those young people with, that we take out when they meet them. Now, you're going to be Kansas, aren't you? Are you going to be Kansas? Um, and, and so that that sticks with them. And uh, I'm I'm a little bit prejudiced or, or a lot prejudiced, I guess. But hey, we've got 51 Kansas guys on our football team right now, and I think it's six straight years we've had 50 or more. That's a lot, and uh, it is important to them. Um, and do you? You know, I, I really am excited for it. 
uh, more so than other games. I, I don't mind admitting that. And yet you have to kind of, I don't know that I'm that different than the team in that you have to be able to handle that uh, and do your job, right? I mean, they're, they're there to, to, to win a job and win what they're supposed to be there for, right? Does that make sense? Sure. You got, yeah. you got, to, you got to handle anything. you got to handle the business or the excitement's not worth anything. That's it's, right. Uh, That's it's, exactly right. White Thompson, yeah. voice of the Wildcats, joining us. Uh, Hoops also in action right now. Another really nice test tonight. Wyatt Providence just looking at the Ken Palm, and it's so early in the season, but Ken Palm does have them, you know, right there with K State. I think they're within mm-hmm. five or six spots in the you know the low to mid forties there. So this should be a really good test for Jerome Tang's team their best performance of the year was clearly South Dakota State what have you seen and and I know I well I assume you're not you know jumping around to the Bahamas I know you're not with them right now but you know when you came out of that South Dakota State game did you feel like that was the best that they've played and and you know that momentum is you know beginning to go onto their side a little bit yeah we're talking a pretty small sample size but I I think that the answer is certainly yes. Um, I think they played closer uh, for longer segments of, of the way they want to play, both offensively and defensively. And this has been a process, and I think it will continue to be because their their offense is different than it was a year ago. So that kind of changes even for the veteran guys who were around, like David Gasson and you know, Cam Carter and those types of guys. Uh, but, but I think people have seen that, um, you know, it is one, a, a team that is learning and growing, but is getting better. I look at the field goal percentage the other night, and, and you you know you're probably not going to you know make 14 threes every night, but those were good shots. You know, in the game with USC, I think they got good shots early, and then they kind of just started forcing things up, and you, you can't do that really. Um, so I, I think they've are continuing to, to evolve and get better and define roles a little bit better. Uh, and, and it's going to be a team that is going to go through some change here. You know, we don't know exactly what's going to happen with Naquan, but we know at some point they're going to get, you know, Quest Glover back. Um, Arthur Kaluma missed the game the other night. And, and to me, honestly, um, to, to play like that against a pretty quality South Dakota State team without Arthur and do that well, that was also encouraging. Uh, they've, they've, they've really needed to improve um, defensively. And, and I think that probably will be the thing that, you know, is, is the hardest uh, to, to get to where they need to be. Uh, especially with, you know, I, I think Arthur will certainly play now. They, I think they held him out for precautionary reasons. And, and he needs to be better defensively. So does Tyler Perry. But so does everybody. They, they've, they've got some work to do. But you, you said it perfectly. This is a game tonight where at least for most people's minds this is a very close kind of game and these are you know what they won a couple games like this uh in the grand Caymans last year and it kind of took them into that early part of january they where they really got rolling so it's it's big this is a big weekend for them how impressed have you been wyatt with uh how quickly Tyler Perry has acclimated himself to Wildcat basketball. I mean, I think everybody knew the talent level that he had, of course, watching him at North Texas and, um, you know, came in as a pretty acclaimed transfer to Jerome Tang's program. I thought that he was going to be good, but I certainly didn't expect to see him sort of take over as early as he has in this season for the Wildcats. How impressed have you been by him? 
Well, let me just compliment you on that because I think you're all over that one. Um, he has fit in here in, in virtually every way, um, and, and he's so impressive with, with uh, just the way he handles himself, the way he, you know, his work ethic, um, skill set, wanting everybody around him to, you know, do what they need to do. I mean, he's, <clears throat> excuse me, he's got some very quality leadership abilities uh, along with his talent. Uh, and he really, <laughs> he really can shoot the ball. He didn't shoot the ball very well in the opener. Got off to a little bit of a, a rough start in the second game, but since then he's been really kicking it. And I, I think you know we're at a different pace than he was playing at North Texas, and he's starting to settle in. I like everything about him. I I, I think um, as he goes, K State will go uh, to a certain degree. He's that good. Wyatt, this will be a this will be an interesting and busy day for you guys on the on the K State Radio Network. So, how is this going to work today? Um, I know we have the game here on KFH for basketball today, yeah. and then of course we have football tomorrow. Who's on that call for the for the basketball? Well, I've basically been saying all of these types of interviews uh, that uh, Dan and I will miss the the uh, games in the Bahamas, which hurts because hey, we don't like missing games. But just from the travel standpoint, it's it's pretty much impossible. So Brian Smolder, who works here and has been here a long time and, and does a really good job, will be the play-by-play guy for Friday and Sunday's games. And Ben Boyle, who does third-tier television and has been around here a long time, will be the color analyst. So they'll be on the air today at 4 o'clock, a uh, game just a little bit after 5, uh, and then either 11 or 1.30 on Sunday. And in between, we've got the big football game over in Lawrence, and we'll be on the air there for four, at 4 o'clock. So... Yeah, I, I'm I'm appreciative of those guys, you know, being able to fill in for us, and I know they'll do great work. Uh, and I I'll be honest, I hope they come back two and zero. And Coach Tang says something like, "Well, maybe we'll see if you really deserve to go on this." <laughs> <game broker." laughs> That's right. <laughs> get a little, get a little, uh, yeah, get a little, get a little good uh, good vibe or uh, good luck in there. How how about that? Superstitious. Yeah. Is Coach Tang superstitious? Do you think I should look at it like. Do you think I should look at this like uh, Lawrence is the consolation prize or not so much? <laughs> well, it's the Bahamas. Uh, no, no, I think you're good. I, I think if anything else says, you know, if nothing else says that, that KU is all the way back, it's that you're not regretting not being able to go to the Bahamas for a basketball game. How about that? Yeah, well, let me just tell you, I do not want to miss that football game, okay? Um, I mean, it's I don't like awesome. missing basketball either, but this is a, such a big football game. I'm I'm all in on it. I, I can't wait. We are, too. We'll hear Wyatt and the call for the football game again. He mentioned it. That pregame coverage begins at 4 for the 6 o'clock kick, and you can hear basketball, K-State Providence, tonight, 4 o'clock right here on KFHSL. Wyatt, uh, good luck with the call tomorrow. Enjoy it, and we'll talk again next week. Thanks a lot, partner. Appreciate it. There goes Wyatt Thompson, voice of the Wildcats, with us here on Sports Daily. All right, let's uh, let's get ready for let. We'll talk about this Thursday night football situation. We'll begin to look ahead to the Chiefs. There's a lot to get into today, so we'll just sort of we'll bounce around a little bit. Take your calls at eight six nine twelve forty. Speaking of that IHOP hotline, you can call it in just a second. We'll get you some free HTO two brew house offerings which is the coffee drinks at HTO, available for you at Wichita Easter Derby while you're in there or at any HTO location, by the way. Uh, you can pre-order your Thanksgiving gallons. you got to do that before Sunday in order to get the special price 
four for nineteen ninety nine. You can pick those up then next week, right before the holiday. So let's give away some free coffee, Jad. First caller to the IA hotline right now, eight six nine twelve forty. Our HDO giveaway will come back. We'll talk a little Thursday night football next. 